This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Zneimer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and the issue of mandatory vaccinations is uh, still the hot topic. People, we're going to the polls on September the 20th. I also want to know what you think about that. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and let's go to Don in Toronto. Hi, Don. Hi. Libby? Yep. Uh, it, it is a slippery slope. I remember Ronald Reagan saying in 1984 that the smaller the government, the better. Never, ever trust big government. Whenever there's uh, uh, there's incompetence, uh, I, I, I seem to realize it has to do with the government being in every facet of our life. When their fingers are in our privacy, they do a very bad job. They muck everything up at our expense, and they waste our money. When you lose your rights, you never get your rights back, and we don't really want to be treated like Anne Frank. Oh wow, that's uh, that's a that's a bit of a leap. I mean, Ronald Reagan was uh, American right wing. They generally have a very different view. I mean, uh, I think uh, I I don't think many people would agree with you here in Canada. Well, it's not about Canada or divide and conquer. It's a matter of fact that Trudeau's been incompetent. It's a matter of fact this is about a surveillance state. And there's misuse of arbitrary power, and we frankly don't need any more of it, because when you lose your rights, you never get them back. That's a historical fact, no matter where in the world you are, Libby. Okay, Don, uh, interesting point of view. Uh, let us go to Stephen in Toronto. Hi, is, is that me? That's you. Oh, my name is Peter. Oh, <laughs> okay, sorry about <laughs> How that. How are you, Libby? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yes, I, I want to make a response to people who phone in and expressing their uh, anti-vaccination and justifying their unwillingness to uh, do their duty as a uh, responsible uh, adult. I, I want to give them an example. Like driving on a highway, for instance, you are, we are driving our own car. However, we all have to be very careful Otherwise, you kill everybody else who share the highway with you. So based on that, I do think they should turn around and please get the vaccination so that everybody can enjoy the way we used to live. That's one thing. Well, the second thing I want to mention today is about the uh, Tokyo Olympic Game. And I'm a fan of the uh, 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 radio. And I remember when I was growing up, every Olympic game came around, the radio, when they do their hourly news, like at the top of the hour news, after reporting the news, they would usually turn to sport. And then they would start by saying that, well, Olympic day 10, 
the medal countdown is uh, which country is number one, which used to be usually U.S., and then followed by um, Soviet. But ever since the Olympic Games took place in Great China, Beijing, in 2008, the English media decided not to mention about the medal countdown anymore. That's not true. There are other ways that I can find out, like from the internet. But that doesn't change the fact that that's not that's not true. We had the Olympics last week, and that was reported. We reported it. Medal counts uh, uh, very frequently. So the Canadian uh, team, by listening to the uh, English uh, media, you think that Canadian team is the only one took took place at the Olympic Games. I understand each country would focus on their own country team. That's nothing wrong with it. But at least you mentioned about, wow, looking at the top of the... Uh, Peter, I've got to tell you, I don't know. Like I said, doesn't matter what the subject is. We do not report every single factoid every single hour, but we definitely reported that. And um, yeah, thanks for your call. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Uh, and I can hardly wait for the election where, where you know, it's, it's very, you have to give everybody equal time over the course of the election. It's not in every single newscast and then people complain. But, you know, we, we don't have the time in a newscast to report every single fact on every single story, but we do get to these things. So what can I say, people? Maybe you have to listen more often. That's not hard. Okay. Um, let us go to Brian in Mimico. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. You know, a, a couple of things. First off, with the election, I think we've got to start asking ourselves, why is it just a once a strong majority? And before that, people should start asking them and get an answer for a change. What is it he means about creating the first post-nation state. What's that all about? And uh, Afghanistan. I've often thought that we just should have left it to the Soviets. A communist government is the only thing that would work there to get them out of the 7th century. They'd probably be a lot better off now, unfortunately, like every sound. Okay, so I gather you're not in favor of an election. No, not right now. Why is it he wants one? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Why is it so important? You know, I think he has his own agenda, and post-nation state is one of them. Well, well, I think most most people would agree that that he has his own agenda, and it's a majority government. Um, Thanks for your call. Yeah, I don't know about that line. It was a little hard to understand what he was saying. Uh, let us go to Daryl in Toronto. Hi, Daryl. Hi, how are you doing today? Fine, how are you? Okay, I've got a couple of quick comments. Uh, first was about the gentleman who mentioned that uh, with, with the vaccines and passports, that the society was segregating people. And it seems to me that the people that don't take the vaccine are segregating themselves. And they just don't want to bear the, you know, they don't want to bear the responsibility they owe to society to get it. But even when they make the choice not to get it, they don't want to bear the responsibility of that, which is they may be limited in going to places. He talked about requiring uh, passports. What about on the TTC? You know, why, why shouldn't people have to be vaccinated to get into a crowded situation like that and things like that? Also, he wanted to 
talk about the election. And I, I can't blame any minority government for wanting to have a majority and not have to kowtow to other parties, you know, on every piece of, uh, of legislation that, that they put out. Now, whether this is exactly the greatest time for it or not is another story. I'm thinking Trudeau may figure, you know, with the rising numbers and that, that fall, that'll fall upon the provincial governments and not on his. But, I mean, if you had it a few weeks ago, it would have been better. But with the numbers going up now, it's a little crazy. Also, so the person, you know, talking about uh, small government and stuff like that, my sense is that both Republicans and conservatives, there's, there's, a, there's an economic food chain, so to speak. And as long as they are feeding on people below them, they scream that we want less government, less government don't interfere with our sacred process. But when someone bigger than them starts feeding on them, then they start screaming, where's the government? They should be doing this and this and this. Well, I think here, I mean, I don't think there's any appetite for that. Everybody, uh, certainly from the main parties, agrees that it was a good thing that we put in the CERB and put it in quickly so people didn't suffer. I mean, if you look at what happened in the United States, that was another thing. People really suffered because they took forever to send out fairly meager checks uh, and it didn't happen here. And groups that are traditionally quite conservative business groups, so, you know, they, they keep coming back and asking for more and more money and renters. So, you know, I, I, I don't think that there's an appetite for less government right at the moment in the middle of all of this. Well, no, like I say, it's usually, you know, it's only when, when people think the government is cutting into their profits or interfering with them. Okay, thank you for your call, Daryl. All right, everyone be well. Thank you. That's a nice wish. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. Great show. How are you? you? Fine. How are you? Oh, thanks for keeping my brain ticking. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, I will say no to an election, not only because of COVID. Trudeau, along with all the other MPs, had already voted not to bring an early election, Voters are more worried and concerned about the outcome from COVID. So why spend taxpayer money on an election that we don't need? He could end up, and this could backfire in him, he could end up back right where he started. So what's the point? And of course, I will only vote online. I am not going and expose myself out there. Well, I don't know about online voting, but there'll be mail-in voting. And that's that's the other thing. Well, that too. Uh, you know, last time there was a very small number of people who mailed in their ballots. Well, it was something like 45, 50,000. I have to look it up. Mm-hmm. But now they're saying it could be a million. Yes. <laughs> so yes. are we ready for that? I well, mean, we I don't have a choice if you bring in an election, right? Yeah. If, if there's an early election, we don't have a choice then to do the mail in because. People do not want to go there. That's for the reason why we're not so keen to as well, but an election right now. Yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, it's interesting when all elections, when you go to the polling place, most of the people who are working in the polling places are older people, are Zoomers. Yeah. Are they going to want to work? Sorry? Are they going to want to work no. in a polling place? Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I was so proud when he handpicked Mary Simon. Yeah. For this position. And I'm going, oh, gee, we're moving forward, showing respect and uh, making amendments to all the bad things that happen to indigenous people. And she well deserved this spot. But if he put her in there for his own personal gain, shame on him. 
Well, you know, I can't imagine uh, just about any governor general saying no to an election call, even though Jagmeet Singh said Mary Simon should say no, but um, that's just not the way it works. So I, I don't think, you know, um, Mikhail John was in when Stephen Harper prorogued parliament. Uh, so I don't know. That's to me, that's a non-starter saying that she should say no. Yeah, anyway. it's up to her. It's her choice, right? She should balance it in the well. But the other thing is, I mean, we have to keep our eyes on Jagmeet Singh. I mean, he's a great op- opposition leader. He's not very strong to the point that... Well, he's not the opposition. The conservatives are the opposition. He's the third party. I mean, in the sense that he speaks up, he looks out, he's writing letter. he's like Trudeau. Back in Trudeau, he should be trying for himself instead of making Trudeau look so good. Okay. <laughs> I, I hope he's listening and he takes your advice, Sita. Thanks for that. <laughs> anyway, have a great weekend. Thanks. Everyone, please take care and hang in there. We're going to get through this mess, even if we're all vaccinated or not, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Sita. Let's go to Tony. Hi, Tony in Ontario. Hello, how are you? I'm in Pepperlaw, up in Pepperlaw. Yeah, my uh, my cousin is one of those guys that took a stand. Uh, I'm not going to put any of that stuff in my body, vaccination, about COVID and all that stuff. And uh, until this kid brought it home one day and the whole family got infected with COVID. And then what do they do? They run right to the doctors, to the same people they're putting down uh, to, to get a shot and start plugging up, you know, set of, you know not, uh, the system is backed up to this for doctors and whatnot. And uh, there's five of them in the family, a husband and wife and, and uh, three kids. Uh, and uh, the whole time, you know, I was arguing with the guy, go and get it done and shut up. More people just would, would participate, get it over, get it done with and move on. Enough of this garbage of resisting and thinking they're being rebels or hippies that, oh, I'm going to fight the system. Well, you know, <laughs> buddy, you're losing. And not only that, you're going to lose your life. You know, it, I, I don't know if I'm being out of, out of place or not, but uh, these idiots, and I call them idiots because, this is not a disease you, you get the sniffles from, you know. This is a disease where you get it. Possibly, I, I lost my a second cousin of mine uh, uh, about uh, a year ago, and I've lost some good close friends to COVID. I'm sorry uh, to hear and, that. Your and, cousins, are they okay now? Are they recovering? Uh, I haven't talked to him because he's an idiot. Sorry, I'm sorry, but and I don't, you know, when people do this, it just grates my nerves. I went, I got my second shot, you know, participate, be a good citizen, and don't be, you know, and... Uh, I don't know. When last I heard, he was kind of <laughs> apologizing to his wife and kids, crying for being the tough guy of not getting a shot. And these people, what do they do? They, they put down everything about doctors. And then who's the first people they run to when they get sick? Doctors. <laughs> they with the police. They put down the police. But, you know, you even hear when those riots, call the police, call the police while they're getting, you know, shot. And, and uh, uh, you know, go with the system. Get it done. Get it over with. And let's start getting life back to normal again. Okay, that's a good thought, Tony. Thanks for your call. Let's get life back to normal again. And uh, yeah, that, you know, out of the States, I've seen stories of people who are literally on their deathbed and then they're asking for the vaccine and it's not going to do any good at that point. So, um, yeah. And we don't know who's going to get really, really sick and who isn't. So I don't know. You're taking a chance by not getting that vaccine. Joe in London. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you today? I am fine. How are you? Good. Okay. My comment is you had a bill formed and he said he'd pay the price. Does that mean he would pay if he had COVID? 
and he's not vaccinated, that he would pay his He's vaccinated. He said he's he is vaccinated, but he doesn't okay. want to show proof of it to anyone because he thinks that's an infringement. So um, it might I, mean I he doesn't get in. It, other than in, when they're going into the hospitals, are they going to, and it's on your hip card, they know at the hospitals. So why don't they just even pay a portion of the OHIP bill that we're going to hand to our great-grandchildren and and Zoomers, we're going to be paying for it. Somebody, a vaccine costs roughly, I'm, I don't know my numbers, $100. Three weeks in a hospital would cost $50,000. Okay, I'm not sure that you're right about your numbers. I, I know, so. I know. I might be so. wrong on my numbers, but... You know the vaccine is a lot cheaper than three weeks in a hospital on a ventilator. Right. But uh, as we said, the caller Bill, he's vaccinated. He just doesn't want to show the proof. Doesn't want to. Doesn't have to. Uh, It is time for another break. It is 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Mandatory vaccination is still at the top of people's minds. Uh, and uh, we are getting a few calls about the election. So I'm still curious to know what you think. Uh, should we have an election? It looks like we're having one whether we want it or not. We'll take it all up when we come back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and we have big breaking news on the subject of mandatory vaccination, and it is. Ottawa is requiring that federal employees be vaccinated against COVID-19, and that employers in federally regulated industries do the same. So here are some of the numbers. There are close to half a million people who work directly for the federal government, a crown corporation, the military, or the RCMP, and nearly a million more work in federally regulated industries, which include banks and airlines and broadcasters. And I can tell you that ruling is going to make it a lot easier for those employers who really wanted to bring this in, but were afraid of ramifications. Um, And I am not sure what the deadline for this is going to be. But again, in the midst of our conversation about mandatory vaccination, It is going to be mandatory for federal employees, that's direct federal employees and employees in federally regulated industries. I'm sure Bob will have more on that in his news. And uh, let us resume our calls. Murray and Malton. Hi, Murray. I'm going to take a shot at Bill, too. Uh, If... uh he has a Presto card, a bank card, a uh, cell phone. Uh, he's already traceable, right? So the, the, the vaccine passport is just another thing to trace him. 
but what, what my comment today was on uh, people that are double vaxxed. I think they're taking a few risks that they shouldn't with the numbers going up and everything, people coming in from the States. They're supposed to be double vaxxed and everything. I think they're just taking a few liberties that they shouldn't. Um, okay. Murray, thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. I'm wondering if anybody out there has a reaction to our breaking news. And again, it is that the government is requiring federal employees and employees in employers in federally regulated industries that all those people have to be vaccinated. And it is quite a lot of people. It is a million people in federally regulated industries, banks, airlines, broadcasting, and half a million people working directly for the government, the military crown corporations. And uh, uh, the transport minister says that by the fall, there will be a vaccine requirement for transportation workers. Okay, so that is a lot of people. And that is, uh, that is uh, a start, I guess. Uh, let us resume and where are we going here? Okay, I'm going to Barbara in Toronto. Barbara is not a relative of mine, but Barbara, I think you want to talk about the election. You know, she put something very nice up about my brother, Moses Nimer. Well, but uh, let's oh, talk about hi, the election. Um, the election can be carried off quite safely with uh, using... Um, the vaccine stations, different, you know, as long as it's done safely, I, I can't see why there would be a problem with it or it's it's something that uh, people can move forward based on the track record of the last year. That's all I have to say about that. And um, so we've been, you know, uh, throwing around this, this naming, renaming of Dundas. And it's, you know, talked to a lot of people and... Um, they, we, we think that uh, it should be named after a Torontonian and someone who has made a, a difference. Like Moses Dimer has, he changed the fabric of this city completely. It, you know, if anybody wants to go online and look, look up, you know, what he created, what he's done, it's unbelievable. And, you know, the fallout from that, I mean, everything's been positive and, you know, we were thinking Young and Moses, Young and Nimer, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I thought, okay, I live in the area. And I thought, okay, Barbie, go over there and put a sign up and, you know, get the feedback. That's, that's, that's very sweet of you, Barbie. And again, people, I don't know, Barbie. She's not a relative of mine. No, and, no, no, no. And, but you know, and uh, I, I, I do want to point out that there is a small street named after Moses called Moses Nimer Way near uh, the building that used to be City TV that is now CTV at two ninety nine Queen West. And uh, Barbara, I, I'm sure that uh, Moses yeah, will be tickled with your enough, call. Libby, it's what? not long enough. It doesn't. It, okay. It's just because it. It's just to honor someone who has worked. I mean, I, I'm not going to go. The man's amazing. Just okay. an amazing man. And uh, I, I hope he's listening. Think- Thanks so much for that. Really appreciate it. Okay. Again, honestly, 
She's not my relative. <laughs> we didn't put her up to that, but we thank her. That's very sweet. And uh, let us go to... Uh, Bill is back and wants to react to uh, the new news. Hi, Bill. Hey, I do tip my hat to Moses as well. Uh, oh, thanks. That city, uh, what's the ideas conference that he has? Yeah. Some of the interviews he does in the monk debates and things like that. He doesn't do the monk debates, but Idea City. Yes, that's Moses. Yeah, no, but I know. Anyways, uh, some of the stuff that he's produced and some of the people he's had on, extremely, uh, extremely enlightening material. But uh, as far as the uh, uh, federal uh, workers and, and whatnot, well, I'm not actually a federal worker, but I'm a regulated industry of federal workers, and I, I refuse to show my papers to my employer. So uh, I'll let you know how that works out. Yeah, under, I'm saying, yeah, that you let us know how that works out for you. Under no circumstances will I reveal any medical information to my employer. It's... Uh, it's against my, uh, it's got to be against the, the Constitution or something. Uh, well, uh, and if, if you want to undertake the constitutional battle and hire the lawyers, I mean, I'm sure that's uh, ultimately where all of this is going to be adjudicated. Well, um, I'm not actually a fan of a union, but we do have one. We'll let them run with it. And you know what? Pretty much these days, you go see a doctor if you're getting harassed, you can pretty much get... <laughs> You know, you can pretty much put it behind you. Uh, yeah, you you can get exempted from just about anything. That's true. Yeah. Bill, thanks for your second call. Have a nice okay. weekend. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, and let's go to Dave in Thunder Bay. Hi, Dave. Well, good afternoon, Libby. I just thought I'd let you know I just got a nice little letter here from Service Canada. They're pleased to inform all the recipients that are over 75 that have the old age security pension, you're going to get a $500 lump sum payment. Yeah, did you get it already? I thought that's I next week. It's going to be going into my account, but isn't that kind of strange? And now we have an election starting maybe? Well, it's been promised for ages. And, and first they, they promised it before the last election and it didn't quite happen. Uh -huh. And the last I heard that it was supposed to come in July. Well, <laughs> so anyway, it's late today and I'm sure everybody else will be getting their letters too. So well, Just yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, well, it, it is kind of interesting because then the last I heard was that it was supposed to come last month. Where, so, where are you getting all the money from, dear? Oh uh, well, it's it's been it's been allocated. I um, know, but the, the the country's broke. Uh, the the country's in deficit. I wouldn't say we're broke, <laughs> but uh, uh, Dave, don't spend it all in one place. Oh heavens, no! And you take care. I'll just spend it so I can listen to you guys on the internet. Okay. Bye-bye now. Have a good bye -bye. weekend. You too. Thank bye, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's cold up here. Bye-bye. Rhonda in Kitchener. Hello, Rhonda. Yes, good afternoon, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, just getting over an allergy or a bad cold or something <laughs> with all this nasty heat. Yep. Any other I'd like to reply on the, the thing that comes through the federal government. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a long time coming. I think I don't know what the big deal was. I mean, we're saving lives this way with the shots. It's too bad people have to be forced to do what's obvious in front, like polio and everything like that. And it just saves lives. It's it's, it's an obvious thing. Um, and I like to apply on the Senate and the Governor General 
it's been a long time. I know it's never been talked about for a while, but I don't think we need them anymore. Um, it's, it's a her now. now, And it's billions of dollars, and we need hospitals desperately updated, not just in Kitchener, but everywhere. I mean, there's people, my daughter was on dialysis for years, and people coming from all over the place, and the floors are crowded, and they're, they're working under unphenomenal conditions. And there's people waiting for dialysis and, and waiting for so many things in our medical care system, and it's just sad. And money that's being wasted, it's got to stop being wasted. And it's such an obvious place, the Senate and the Governor General, we don't need them anymore. Especially the last one that wasted billions <laughs> with her fancy um, charges. And oh. wish, does she have to pay that back? Julie Payette? No, and she's getting a no. very nice pension. I wish I could get away with, uh, you know, well, I don't like this gold toilet, so I'll have gold and silver in the same bathroom. And on the taxpayers, it's just too long the taxpayers are being taken taken advantage of, especially seniors. They're oh. really underpaid. Okay. I'm glad they're getting this 500 but they're really underpaid. Okay, Rhonda. Them. I mean, trying to live in 11 1200 a month, that's archaic. Okay, Rhonda, thanks for that. Bye-bye. Okay, we do have... Just a few minutes left, uh, so I will give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. So we know we're getting a SNAP election that will be called on Sunday for September the 20th. I'm hearing from people, what do you think of that? Uh, It's actually, you know, most people were more preoccupied today with mandatory vaccination. And we have uh, pro and con on that. And we just had the breaking news that the federal government is now going to mandate mandatory vaccination for their employees. And that is direct employees, half a million, and employees in federally regulated industries like broadcasting, and banking, and airlines. So the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Tina in St. Catharines. Hello, Tina. Hi, how are you, Libby? Fine, how are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm very glad about the breaking news. I think it's about time, and, and they need to do it Across the board, everybody has to be vaccinated unless they have a medical reason not to. For God's sake, they've been vaccinated at least nine times in their lifetime, and nobody had a protest. Myself, I'm an immigrant from the Netherlands, and I had to get uh, smallpox vaccination. I have three big scars on my arm, and I had to get it three or four times when I traveled back. And it's ridiculous that anybody's fighting this vaccine. Uh, they got vaccinated for measles, mumps, and polio, and tuberculosis, and everything else. Why are they questioning this? I don't know. I know it's, it's our legal right to question it, but it has nothing to do with your rights. Your rights are to be healthy. Your rights are to for the government to get you the medicine that is needed. I bet you they wish they had a vaccine in 1918. I've been through this before. We had the polio scare. We had the tuberculosis scare. We had the, you name it, scare. And everybody nicely lined up at school and got vaccinated. And we're all still here. If it wasn't for my smallpox vaccination, my whole family wouldn't be here. 
Well, and it's interesting that, you know, we eradicated smallpox, which was a scourge for centuries. And now, you know, these anti-vaxxers, measles, which was also eradicated, is coming back. Yeah, well, I blame the United States for that because they're so anti any kind of government. And Trump didn't help this whole situation. No, he certainly didn't. No. Dolores, thank you for your call. Let us go to Joan in Niagara. Hello, Joan. Uh, good, uh, good afternoon. Uh, I think uh, Trudeau is being totally irresponsible calling an election in a pandemic. And now he's sweetening the pot for the seniors with $500. Well, the $500 is late. I mean, I don't know how many times you can announce the same 500 bucks, but Oh, I know it's been on the books for a, a long time, but uh, isn't it kind of funny that it comes right now when he's calling an election? Uh, yeah, the timing is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Libby. You do a great job. Okay, thank you very much for that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll take one more. Michael in Mississauga. Hello, Michael. I don't believe that we should be for, uh, federal workers should be forced to take this uh, messenger RNA uh, vaccination. We don't know what the long-term side effects, and a reactionary attitude is the wrong attitude. An actionary attitude with insight and um research is 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 utmost importance if you take a look at the research there's plenty of research but i i hear you that you don't think they should be required but uh they will be required do you work in in uh, do you work for the government i'd rather not say i mean people are people i don't want to have a two-tier system where i I'm using identity politics saying I'm better than you because I have a vaccine. You don't. I don't want to take a time okay. machine back to 1942. Okay, Michael. I think we get your drift. And uh, again, we heard from Bill who said he's vaccinated, but he's not going to show proof of it. And he is in a federally regulated industry. So we'll have to see how that works out. And again, uh, to bits of breaking news, one that we've kind of known about, and that is that uh, the uh, the Prime Minister will call a snap election for September 20th, go to the Governor General on Sunday, and just now that uh, Ottawa is requiring that federal employees and people who work in federally regulated industries be vaccinated. And that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll be back here on Monday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, it seems certain that the Prime Minister is going to visit the Governor General and call a snap election for September 20th. What do you think about that? The polls are showing that a majority of people do not want an election. According to a Main Street poll, it is 65% of Canadians that don't want it. The percentage is a bit higher here in Ontario. So what do you think? The government has said in, I think, uh, an interesting spin that they 
absolutely have to go to the people to see if they agree with their plans for a recovery, even though Jagmeet Singh and the NDP says, hey, no need. We have been propping up this government, voting with them. So what do you think? Uh, the, the, all of the analysis said the only reason that Trudeau is calling this election is because he thinks he can get a majority. And on that note, the goalposts seem to be moving. That may have been the case a few weeks ago. Right now, the polls are a bit all over the map, but he's a few points ahead of the Conservatives. His vote is uh, so-called efficient, so that may be all he needs if he gets to win even by a slim margin in some key places. But people are starting to say, I mean, everybody seems to think he will win again, but might be another minority back where we started from. And, And what do you think about having an election in the middle of a pandemic? Would you vote in person? Would you vote by mail? All of these Questions we have to sort out. 416 360 toll free 1 866 740 And actually, our first callers want to talk about mandatory vaccination. Hello, Steve in Cambridge. Hey, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Today. You're very welcome. Um, yeah, the, I, I just find people very, very selfish right now. I, we, I, don't honestly, uh, I don't want to go through this again in the winter. They have to think of people, other people. You see what I'm saying? Like, yep. We need to get vaccinated. Do we? We don't want to start the, this. I, I don't understand if people want to be locked inside again because that's what it's looking like. If we don't get people vaccinated. And you're saying you don't want to work with people who are not vaccinated? Exactly. Well, why? Why should I wonder if this person has got the virus, or maybe even I have the virus? What if I have the virus and I give it to them? How is that fair to them, too? But they have to also help out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What kind of work do you do? Um, retail. Retail. Okay. And um, so uh, you're you're working on site then? Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. I can see how that's, that's, that's worrisome. And uh, right. do you worry about customers, too? Well, absolutely. I don't. I, I have no idea if going if they're vaccinated or not, right? Yep. Um, yep. So, uh, do you, do you have it? I mean, you know, frankly, I really don't get the premier's stance. It doesn't make sense to me from a point of view of support and numbers. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, which, which one are you talking about? About Doug Ford refusing to mandate vaccinations for, um, uh, healthcare I mean, and education. It's, it's, it's always going to be a difficult subject, Libby. What, what do you, I mean, People, we have we have a free country, much like the Americans do. Now you can obviously see what the Americans have done by being free about this. It's a disaster down there again. Yeah, except fact, you I know, I don't think you should let them back over the border. The vaccinated people themselves. But you know what? Uh, a number of American states have now started to mandate vaccination for healthcare workers. Massachusetts, California, I think New York, uh, it's happening over there because of what's going on there. Steve, thanks very much for your call. And again, let me give you the numbers, and I really would like to hear what you think about the coming election. Do we need it? 
As I said, there have been polls showing that a majority of Canadians don't want it. And the reason seems to be that Justin Trudeau wants a majority government and the numbers are starting to turn. And what about previous premiers? Remember David Peterson? He was punished for calling an election when people thought he did not need one. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Pat in Georgian Bay. Hello, Pat. Good morning or good afternoon, Libby. Uh, on the election, I think it's a total waste of time, but that's not the important issue. The important issue is getting Doug Ford on side. And you raise the question, why isn't he agreeing to this? Well, that's because his base, his key base, are the non-vaxxers and people who believe in their personal freedoms. And maybe he watches too much Fox TV as well, but uh, I think that's the basic issue. I mean, all the universities are now saying you have to be vaccinated, and I would agree 100%. Well, it's interesting. I was talking to Jan De Silva yesterday, the CEO of the Toronto Region Board of Trade, and she did point out that she thought that the universities are less at risk of uh, ramifications and being sued by putting that order out than other institutions. But I can't imagine that a hospital would would be exposing itself to big lawsuits by saying, hey, you know, you have to be vaccinated to work with sick people. But, but Libby, you're missing something. The premier can always play games as far as the funding that goes to both the hospitals and to the education system. So, and you, you've seen what's happened in the planning area with these MZOs where it's pay to play now. I mean, um, it's very scary. I mean, we need to get everybody vaccinated and make it mandatory. It's as simple as that. Mandatory for everybody, are you for saying? For everybody. Wow, that's... Because other, but let me, otherwise, it costs us as society money because we have a great health care system that everybody can take advantage of. And if they're not vaccinated, we pay. Well, exactly. That's that's true. But uh, honestly, I, I think that mandating it for everybody is a, a bridge too far. But Well, uh, stay tuned. I think that, that, <laughs> that feeling will change over time. Okay. Okay, Pat. Thanks for that. Okay. Uh, Gail in High Park has some news for us. Hi, Gail. Yes, I was listening to the news um, during the week of uh, Bill Davis's death, but I never did hear that Paul Hellyer had passed away as well. But I don't know why the news didn't report that. Well, you know what? I just looked it up, and honestly, I had no idea. He was a cabinet minister. He was a politician. Um, I didn't see it anywhere, and I just am reading that he he died um, less than a week ago on August the 8th. So uh, thank you for letting us know. He's a former minister of defense. Right. And he was the deputy prime minister as well. So. Yep. Yep. Um, I think that um, was he, did he have something to do with uh, making the new flag? I think so. Yeah. I think so. That's right. So so that would have been the thing that he would have been best known for. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, again, uh, you're right. It was not very widely reported because uh, uh, I had no idea. And thank you for telling us. Okay. Thank you.
All right. All right. Bye now. Bye. Okay. Bill in East York. Hi, Bill. Hi, Libby. Go Uh, ahead. As far as the uh, passport goes, I'm fully vaccinated, but I will not show documentation to anybody except my doctor. I won't show it to my company. I won't show it to my uh, uh, store that I'm going into. Uh, I've, you know, two weeks to lock down and we're into the 80th week. Costco and I have gotten along very well, and I've learned to live without uh, going out for dinner and, and things like that. And do you, do you give your information for contact, for contact tracing? No. No. Well, uh, I think uh, you've said it. That means that there, there are things that you could have otherwise done that you won't do for that, well, right? The thing is, Libby, if they start, uh, if they start segregating us into the vaxxed and the non-vaxxed, uh, where, where does this stop? You know, we're on the slippery slope to uh, having government watch everything we do. Well, and I don't think a yeah. business, if I'm walking into a supermarket or a restaurant and they ask me for my medical papers, I mean, at what point in time will we ever consider this to be a viable option except for now? We've been so brainwashed. You know, we're we're living in an altered state. Well, we are living in an altered state. Uh, you know, the, the top doctors say that the only way we'll get out of this is to make a distinction between the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated. And I mean, you know, I totally respect your choice. Uh, if you're willing to forego getting into the places you might need to show proof of, then, you know, that's your choice. Well, speaking of doctors, have you ever seen uh, Dr. Fauci there, the, uh, the head guy in the state? Of course. They, they basically uh, ran a, a montage of things that he said, and everything he says, he's contradicted in another statement. And I mean, I can find the you know, every, and the one thing too, you know, a lot of these doctors that want to appear on your show and whatever, why aren't they at work doing their job instead of being out in the media, enjoying fame and, uh, and their newfound fortune? I think they are doing their job. But anyway, Bill, thanks for your call. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if you stick to that and, uh, over time and, and, you know, refrain from doing certain things because you don't want to have to show well, the proof. Well, business will pay the price for it if, uh, if that's the way it goes. I'll guarantee you that. Okay. Bill, thanks, thanks. for your call. All right. Uh, where are we going to next? Um, Dan in Elmwood. Hello, Dan. Hi, Libby. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes. Just a few minutes ago on the news, they said 80% of today's COVID cases were people who were not vaccinated. Correct. I think it would do a whole lot more good if they'd give us the percentage of the people that are in hospital or on respirators, because I, I fully expect that the percentage of those people are going to be very close to 100% non-vax. Well, there, there's a website where you can see that. Okay. Uh, so so um, if, if you just Google it, uh, you'll be able to see that. And uh, you're right, that should be reported to, and it probably is throughout the day in, in various parts. But yeah, the, that information is available. Right. It may be available, but I think it would do a whole lot more good if you guys, the news, news media said it. Well, we do. We do. Be aware of it. We do, but not not every single hour. But I take your point. Thanks for your call. 
All right. Yes. I think I, I'm pretty sure that I was talking about that yesterday, but yeah, like I said, we, we don't report every single fact every single hour, but that point is well taken and thank you for it. Okay. Let us go to Jody in Toronto. Hi, Jody. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. Libby, my opinion is that everyone should be mandated. It should be mandatory for everyone to be vaccinated. By not doing so, these people are hurting us, not only through the transmission of the disease, but they're also providing a platform for this disease to to manifest in other variants and so on. It's true. They're also depriving people that need medical help in hospitals for cancer, heart, this and that. They're taking up beds that shouldn't be taken up by them. Now, lots of people have phoned in and said, you know, mandatory vaccinations are a must. And each time, Libby, you say, well, no, that's a far stretch, or no, I don't agree with that, which is fine. But you never say why. Well, I just think that is to, I mean, to tell, uh, to or force, to tell a person what to do with their body in when it's, you know, is, is, is I think it, I just think it's, it's too much of an infringement. I think that, if you are making the choice to work in certain areas where you're with vulnerable people, it is reasonable. But I, I just think that, you know, that's that's a little too much. Well, you know, they do have the choice about their own body, but this isn't just about their own body. If it was just a deadly disease, this is a contagious disease. Yeah. So it doesn't just affect them. Well, and you know, also the if you have stepped in with the smokers, not allowing them to puff their secondhand smoke on us to protect us. I mean, that's is that an infringement on their right? Right. But, you know, that's that's a good point. But you know what? If if we have those vaccine passports and there are places that you need to be vaccinated in order to get into, um, I think that would about cover it. Well, you know, it goes far beyond the passports, you know, being able to go to the theater or a sports thing or whatever. That that's just one thing. I'm talking about disease, spreading disease, yep. willingly spreading a disease. You know that's what? what Pe- people, uh, there are people out there who agree with you. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of a practical person, and I think you know what? There is a possibility to get to mandatory vaccination for healthcare workers and education workers. Uh, and I would think there, there's just no possibility to to get to that. So well, let's leave it. But, you know, a lot of people agree with you, Jody. And thank you very much for your call. Well, thank you again for taking my call. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to take a break. Then uh, I see some people who are against it. We will take your calls and get your point of view. Um, I haven't seen anybody who wants to comment on this election call. Come on, people. I'm curious to hear what you think. Do you want an election? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.